Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, George Kembosis Jr. is our latest boxing star. The Matildas lose to the US but get a big win elsewhere and a little wrap-up of our favourite bits of 2021 with you guys with a little cameo from Harry Grant. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva, and for the last time in 2021, as always, I am joined by my enthusiastic, energised and amazing co-hosts, wow. Keely Silva and Georgia Moore. Girls, how the bloody hell are ya? Oh, wow. I was looking at Jay Moore. I take back my adjectives. Hey, 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 hey. Jay Moore, um, how are you? Good. Feeling good. I um, It's really hot in Melbourne today. Wow. So that's weird. Bit, Random. Bit hot and bothered. But, like, good. I'm excited for the I'm excited and sad it's the last episode. It feels, it feels weird. weird. Yeah. It does feel weird. Feels weird. Feels weird. I know we're recording on Monday, but, like, what am I going to do with my Tuesday nights now? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. strange. I oh, know. It's weird. It's actually yeah. so weird. Well... How was your week, Marley? How was my week? Thank you so much. You can start us off. My week was really good. Um, We had uh, a little Christmas party for our little um, podcast fam. Not that little a fam, actually. Quite a big fam. We had it on a boat, which was so much fun. Unfortunately, Georgia couldn't come up, um, but we, you know, had enough fun for all of us I think so don't worry about it George it was fine Uh, (laughs) we had enough fun without you there thank you no Marley means she drank enough for everyone uh, for everyone um and then yeah had a big weekend again sick of I was saying before we came on mic that I'm sick of being hungover but I'm also not at all because how good is it to be free and be able to dance and um be dumb and cringe at things that you said three days after you did yes Best Amazing. ever. Keely Silver, how was your week? Mate, my week, honestly, it was an, uh, a roller coaster. A lot of drama. It was an lo- absolute roller coaster. Hey, um, yeah. do you want me to elaborate? I do, particularly one thing that happened that yeah. actually scared the poop out so, of me. So, um, pretty shit. I've, the only thing I look forward to most most of my life is playing touch footy. And, the rest um, of my life for the rest. Nah, I'm only kidding, but... Obviously, like after COVID and whatnot, really looking forward to going to the New South Wales State Cup, which is supposed to be, um, I was supposed to be leaving this Thursday when this gets released. On Saturday, they called it off because they said the uh, Port Macquarie fields have no drainage and there's been too much rain and there's no way they make a comeback. It now has not rained since Saturday. Wow, so um, good from them. It's always, always the case. Anyway, um, so I was pretty cut about that. Uh, but then had a um, nice little touch camp uh, prepared prior to this getting cancelled. So we continued on, my team. Uh, my coach is um, fortunate enough to have a beautiful holiday house down the coast past Wollongong. And so we ended up just having a big party and getting drunk, which was nice. It was a nice little Christmas send-off for us. Um, anyway, on Sunday, I got up, was going to get up early and head straight home, but I ended up staying for breakfast. Was I was the first one to leave because I was like, I'm just going to get home to my bed. Bit dusty. Bit dusty. Um, and... I left about two minutes into the drive. I hit traffic um, near Warilla Bridge down mm. the coast. Anyway, long story short, people start getting out of their cars. Um, the guy in front of me turns around and says, yeah, there's a guy with a gun up there. Mm. And I'm like, what? 
My friend's also a paramedic down there. He's played touch with us. He knew we were down there. He rang me straight away. Don't go near the bridge when you're coming home. I'm like, I'm on the bridge. And um, anyway, it turns out this guy was an active shooter with a gun, which was very, very scary. Yeah. Um, it felt like a movie, the footage. It too. felt like a movie, yeah. If you've seen the footage, bloody scary. But um, I uh, had to turn around on the medium strip because I was like, cool, I'm getting the hell out of here. And I scraped all the bottom of my car. But hey, you got to stay safe, man. Yeah, you got to stay car. safe. So it was a bit of head noise, a um, bit of a roller coaster. But um, it's fine. We just keep moving forward and I... Uh, all us touch players have locked in about a three-day drinking bender this weekend Beautiful. to make up for it, so it's fine. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad you're alive. Yeah, same. And with that said, <laughs> let's get into our first segment. Feedback feels with kills. Now, God, I've spoken a lot already. This doesn't normally happen. I'm sick of my own voice. Ripping, um, bruv. After last week, after me having a shook and saying, <laughs> thanks for all the feedback, no one, um, Got a few messages and a few people saying to me, oh, my God, I'm sorry you don't have feedback, which was nice, but still didn't give me feedback, which is whatever. Um, <laughs> so not good enough? Yeah, but it's fine. Uh, so I've got two lovely messages and then I've got a nice little story for you guys. First of all, from Gabrielle, one of our OGs. What a queen. She actually said, I feel so bad about the feedback for the last week, which I was like, no, no, not you. Definitely not directed at you. You're too good to us. Uh, she said, but I have a few for this week. If G Moore isn't a journalist, I feel like she 100% should be. And then she said she really enjoyed the chat about the Winter Olympics and the cricket. So thanks, Gabby. And G Moore, any comments on future journalism? Um, I really wanted to be a journalist when I was a kid. Uh, not a kid, like when I was in high school. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a kid. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. When I was in high school, I really wanted to be a journalist. But um, I don't know. Look, I won't rule it out. Never yeah. say never. But I'm not, like, planning on it in the near future. I'm so sorry. Chicks and balls is enough for me. Hey, you just <laughs> never keep doing never. what you're good at. And then... <laughs> is, it, is that to say that I'm not good at being a journalist? No. <laughs> no I'm saying... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was not saying that. I'm saying you're good at... Anyway, whatever. Um, the next one, Benjamin.music. Oh, this is really nice. Which was actually a really nice one, yeah. He said, starting a petition for Chicks and Balls TM, which I was like, yeah, yeah we should do that. That's cool. Um, to be our national representatives for sporting matters. Loved your takes on these topics today. That's really nice. That is really nice. Big call. Big, big yeah, call. Yeah, big call. But hey, we'll take it. That's fine. Um, my last little nice story is um, from... The high school that Molly and I attended, Port Hacking High School in the Sutherland Shire. Port Hacking High, yeah. a denty bus nil we. Yeah, if you know, you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Public school. I have a uh, little shout out for Holly. Um, Miss Mayo is your teacher and I know her and she told me how much you love the show. Um, so big shout out. She actually um, saw Miss Mayo post a photo on Instagram with our dog Ziggy and um, – Holly said, hey, I know that dog. Oh, my God. She makes me so happy. Um, and then she's she's like, do you know um, the girls? Are, and Miss Mayo said, yeah, I know Keely. She works with my uh, my partner. Um, and she's like, oh, my gosh. It is the best podcast ever. I listen to it all the time. Every time I go for a walk, I always listen to it. Blah, blah, blah. So big shout out to Holly. Oh, yeah. legend. I know. It's actually a nice one. Yeah, That is really I was really nice. glad that that came out. I just love that they knew Ziggy. Yeah. I know. That's what I said. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. Sigma. She's like, I knew. I, I know that dog. Oh. Yeah. That's anyway. some good feedback. Yeah. 
That's all I've got. Thanks. Actually, no, I don't. I tell a lie. I always have something else. Go on then. It is the last episode and it is the 1st of December by the time – or it'll be the 2nd – by the time – I don't want to show what Yeah, no, you should. <laughs> show. <laughs> Take it off. Uh, Take it off and sing the song. No, sing the song no, like we no. sung last night. <laughs> I accidentally have this on. The up, point is. Up. Cronulla. No, Marley, we're not doing that. It's coming into Christmas and we haven't done anything festive, so I brought my Christmas sweater. Nice. And it says. Oh, wow. Baham Pug. That's a really good. Yeah. So I had to wear my Christmas sweater. Say cheese. That's good. I like that. Well, I'm glad that you brought it. Um, I had to bring the festiveness. None of us are wearing a hat today. Yeah, because I had this planned. I didn't even think about it. But hey, I'm glad. Thank you for bringing it. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Bloody Christmas, mate. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by... And to kick us off, who is George Kembosos Jr.? You've probably seen him all over your media this week, and we are very proud to say he hails from God's country itself. Yes, he is from the Shire, <laughs> Sylvania to be specific, and that makes us love him even more. But what he did is also pretty amazing. George Kembosos Jr. has made Aussie boxing history over the weekend as he delivered what is being considered the biggest upset in boxing for 2021. He was quoted as saying, I'm the greatest Australian fighter in history. Uh, this was in the immediate aftermath of the split decision victory over Tio Lopez at Madison Square Garden, of all places. Was that Madison Square Garden? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And his story is living proof that anything is possible for Australia's young boxers. So this is how he got into it, right? The lightweight champion's boxing journey started when he was only 11 years old. He has actually referred to himself as being an overweight kid that was really struggling to keep his fitness up while playing rugby league. So sick of kind of people talking about it or being, um, you know, picked on as kids do at that age, he decided to pick up the boxing gloves. And not long after, he lost 14 kilos and shaped up into an amateur champion, picking up a few national tournament wins as a teenager. According to the ABC, Kambosos can now lay claim to arguably the best away from home performance by an Aussie boxer since 1968 when Indigenous bantamweight Lionel Rose beat fighting Harada at Tokyo's Nippon um, Stadium over there, right? Which is like pretty cool, big history-making moment. I saw a lot of people from the Shire with old photos with yeah, him claiming to be day ones, which I absolutely love. What did you guys think? Yeah, I thought um, oh, sadly I, I was napping when he was fighting because I was too hungover. Um, but I... So many people were so happy and um, you always love that when, you know, an Aussie wins and everyone's just super stoked about it and everyone was sharing it and they're all – everyone I'd spoken to today that had watched the fight actually were like, it was the best fight I've watched. Oh, really? Yeah. And I I personally don't know enough about boxing to know what is a good fight opposed to what is a bad fight. Like, Mm. obviously, if it's super dramatic, you can tell. Well, it was so tight. It was really tight and the scoring was really tight and the (laughs) – all the boys were talking about the sports bet side of things and um, he was paying quite a bit. So a lot of people won a lot of money, which I think helps in the situation. Yeah, wow. What about you, G Moore? Yeah, I um, have never, ever heard of him in my whole life. And honestly, in the like, I feel like he's just one of these people that has come out of nowhere. I'm sure people in the boxing world and yeah. people who watch a lot more boxing than I do know exactly who he is. It's not his first world title. Um, 
But in saying that, I used to train with a former featherweight world champ down in Melbourne, still really good friends with Will Tomlinson, his name is, and he has done some work with George and like had a fight night for the whole thing. And so I saw heaps of like that crowd that I know getting around it, which again, is just really cool when like Aussies, you know, just the underdog. We love it. We love it. It's always nice to see when like so much positivity is surrounding an event like that and a win like that and four-time world champ like that's yeah. insane at insane. madison square garden yeah, yeah. like madness you couldn't ask so for sick. more really hey and um, yeah i think it was also interesting in a lot of the reporting i was reading how when he came out into the ring there were heaps of booze like the crowd was going for the other guy and of as it's been said he was very much the underdog this fight had also been delayed because of a positive covid test oh, and then there was all this um like delays because it was meant to be aired by that app that Snoop Dogg and that have when they've done the fights before. What's oh, it bloody called? Um, tri- thriller? Triller? Triller? Triller. Oh, yeah. So they thriller? were meant to do it. And that all the TikTokers from. Yeah, I was going to say all the TikTokers have it. Yes. Yeah. And so that they were meant to do it originally and it got postponed for 10 months because all the different boxing associations weren't going to accept it and there was all this sort of stuff about it being a legitimate world title It's just thing. a whole nother layer of like the whole pay-per-view yeah. adds a whole nother element to boxing which isn't really a thing in any other sport. Yeah, yeah. Like MMA obviously but in terms like it's all it's the combat sports that have it Yeah, and it's just like this really I mean that's why they make so, so much, much money, money from the fights but it's crazy. Yeah, and it's it, you're right because I remember like very early on in our lives, like when f- we first got Foxtel, oh, and yeah. we Dad'd have to ring up to main event to pay to have the chalk fight yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like it's yeah. always been a thing. I just find boxing so fascinating. It like is. I, I, I really truly respect boxers. Yeah. Um, I don't. I uh, you know appreciate MMA, but not to the extent that I, I think I love the idea of boxing as a sport I obviously don't know enough but it's got the hardest training I've ever done and I know that they're the fittest athletes straight up off the back of me talking about the him being booed on the way out um the way that it was flipped on its head when he won was because Lopez actually said in the post fight interview that like oh um you know he's a great fighter but everyone knows I won this what? Yeah, and yeah, everyone, like real. And he was like, "I'm not a sore loser, but <laughs> like, oh, come on, man." It was horrific. He was like going on and on. Yeah, Jeez. we'll take that, brother. But you always see- someone from the shire. Yeah, but you always see that in individual athletes. Yeah, they have to be. They got to be there. But off- their own yeah, family. but I feel like in, in boxing, the- there's yeah. always so so much shit talk. All the shit talk in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Blah blah blah. And then at the end, they will always be like, "Nah, mad respect." Yeah. Like even the Mayweather Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, true. Like. That's one of the biggest short shit-talking events the world has ever seen. Yeah. And at the end, Connor was like, mad respect. Like, I didn't respect yeah. boxing enough. Mayweather's a freak. Yeah. Like, they always give it to them at yeah, the end. Yeah. And it's just, like, disappointing that he never, like, conceded defeat. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a bit right. embarrassing for him, so. Hey, well, oh. sucked in. <laughs> Unlucky. This past Saturday night was a bittersweet one for fans of the Matildas as they lost... 3-0 to the US in game one of a two-game series being held in Australia. This yeah. first one was in Sydney. The second is on Tuesday night in Newcastle, which would have been 
already happened um, when this episode is released. So hopefully we got at least one win. But while our girls were clearly caught off guard and put on the back foot just 25 seconds into the match as the Americans got the first point on the board, the silver lining, because we have to focus on that, right, was that 36,109 fans showed up and broke the record for most fans at a Matildas game on home soil since the 2000 Olympics and back in 2000. It was 33,600 and you think about how massive an event that was and this was just, you know, Saturday night and it was raining and everyone just rocked up out at Combank Stadium and that's pretty cool. You know what's wild? What? That's 21 years ago. And that's not that big a jump though, is it? It's 21 years ago and like I'd expect more than that. You're right. You know? It is nice to have had that record broken but you're right. 100%. I don't think it's as high as we'd like it to be. Yeah. Not as high as we'd like it to be, but I'd back us in if it was an Olympic game, you'd nearly double that. Oh, yeah. I think, like you said, like it's nice to still see those numbers there. And I think probably more than anything, a testament to how happy Aussies are to have live sport back in the country, like getting out and watching it. But no, you're right. 20 years later, you'd want to be higher numbers. But Olympics is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And literally. Yeah, literally. Um, But also it is promising because we do have, you know, just less than two years now until we have the World Cup across Australia and New Zealand, Women's World Cup, which is going to be amazing. And I think that's where we'll see like that tripled just about depending on, you know, where uh, we are in the country. I'll be attending. Yeah, I'll be there. Well, to be really fair with you, like I knew the game was coming up sort of because I'd like very heavily monitor sports feeds as a part of this but I don't think that I don't know maybe I'm looking in the wrong spots I don't think that it had the same sort of promotion as Mm. a world cup would so you sort of bank on the fact that it's a Saturday night in Sydney and it's just like like a friendly thing right yeah soccer fans definitely knew about it but but can I also make yeah but I just mean like your average Joe yeah yeah, for sure the the Americans didn't bring their Rapinos and that yeah you know what I mean like they didn't have their best of the best side which also hurts when you look at the scoreline but that would have drawn more we're gonna but did ha- we sam Kerr and that wasn't there either right yeah, yeah she, she was, was. she yeah. was oh, okay yeah. sorry and her girlfriend back. who plays for america was there and yes. there was that was little moment that i saw a little TikTok everyone was like, like oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> we love them um, i only say that because i saw her doing her mad backflips in europe like only a week ago i know so and just think- didn't know if she was coming over for it here's my question how did the girls get over the jet lag because they were here not that long ago to play brazil and they yep. went back and Sam went back and played for Chelsea a couple of games and I saw Lydia and that all were back they and then they came back. Freaks. It's like a bro. Wait, but they're probably flying business class. Yeah, First but class. you still get, I don't know. hey, you still get jet lag in business I know, class. I'm just saying. Anyway, that's pretty impressive. And I have more soccer news for you guys. Tell me all the soccer news. So, football, football. Football, football. A-League women's starts this week, December 3rd, which is Friday. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? It's Friday, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, and there, last year, there was only one female head coach in the, when it was the W League. Uh, but the number has risen for the new look A-League women season. This year, four out of the ten A-League women head coaches are female. Oh, that's awesome. The highest number of female coaches in the league's 13-year history. The women in charge include Ash Wilson, who is the coach for the Newcastle Jets, Catherine Canalui. 
uh, which is the Western Sydney Wanderers, Gemma Lewis, Wellington Phoenix, and Vicky Linton, who took on the head coaching position at Canberra United last season. So heaps of female representation on and off the field, and we're obviously seeing the backing from an administration point of view with this new branding. I think in a couple of years' time, especially post-World Cup, we could be looking at A-League women's as the best female competition in the country. Well, I was going to say, it'll look... it. It already looks so good on paper and it, it's only going to get better from here. I think, yeah, it's super exciting. I even think like that this next coming season will just be massive. Just the fact that it's now, it's the first season as a league women. Yeah. Like, that's big enough in itself. Absolutely. I just think such a massive money where your mouth is moment from the A-leagues. Like just cool to see them backing it all the way in. 100%. I'm pumped. Are you guys going to be tuning into some A-league women's games or have you been watching any A-league men's? Uh, I deter from A-League men's, but I'll watch A-League women's. <laughs> no offence, I'd rather watch. Yeah, that's all right. UK, You're allowed yeah. to have your opinion. I'd rather watch UK. <laughs> Football. Football. And I want to just watch Cristiano Ronaldo all the time. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, But I will try to watch more though. Cool. <laughs> I fully just backtracked on everything I just said. <laughs> and to wrap up around the grounds, we have the one, the only... Harry Grant joining us for an end of year, start of new season chat. Thanks for joining. How are you feeling? Thanks, girls. I'm very stoked to be on. Feeling uh, a bit fatigued, a bit tired. Uh, what is it? Day four, pre-season. Not holding back this year. They're straight into it. So, uh, yeah, feeling very rattled. Before we get to training, off-season, how was it? What was your highlight? Where'd you do? Where'd you go? What'd you get up to? It was good. It was. Uh, it went very quick. Did a range of things. Um, first little bit of time, I uh, did a little bit of camping. That was fun. Went to Stradbroke Island, which was nice. Um, built my mum a new chook pen. Um, <laughs> You're giving us all the good stuff. Yeah, well, in terms, you know, there's a bit going on with that chook pen because, you know, she wanted a new chook pen, so... Thought I'd take a bit of initiative and, uh, yeah, build her a new chook pen. Nice. Changed it from where the old one was. <laughs> went down the back shed, uh, down like the back of the house kind of thing. Put a, put a uh, chook pen down there. Anyways, come back to training. On FaceTime to mum one day, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going down the chooks to see the chooks. And uh, a fox had got in <gasps> and oh, killed no. all the chooks. Oh, so my God. That's that was sudden. Awesome. A lighthearted story. That's terrible. <laughs> so if you want a chook pen built, don't get me to do it. Oh, that's oh so sad. The yeah. poor chook. And uh, anyways, the last thing that was pretty fun that I did was uh, drive a monster truck. Oh yeah, that looked fun. It's the best part about after all of that, being back in Melbourne. Oh, I get finished training, come home, see Georgia, and she's just got a nice home cooked meal. <laughs> On the bench for the boys to enjoy. I didn't tonight. <laughs> no, she didn't. But you sometimes. Just take it. Sometimes. I'll take the compliment. Most of the time. That's nice. What is your favourite, worst, best and worst part about being back at pre-season? Uh, best part? You're working, you know, towards a new goal. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Not seeing your mates? <laughs> yeah, that too. But like, I just, you know. Pre-season, you get to see your mates all the time. Like, coming back to pre-season, it's, like, mentally draining. So, you've got to have something that gets you through it. Mm. And, uh, and that's the common goal. Yeah, the common goal, you know. You, 
every each one of your mates has got a goal there, I'd assume. And uh, not every job or yeah, not every job you get to all have a common goal and work towards it. So that's pretty special. That's fair. Yeah, team team stuff. I like it. Team stuff. Team stuff. Worst part. Just getting flogged in the front. <laughs> hey, we love fitness, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Some do. Yeah, nah. Um, all right. Well, fast forward to March through September next year. What's your predictions for the top three and the wooden spooner? God, that's a big question, Georgia. That's a question I'm going to sit out. I don't know. Top three. Yeah, that's. I'd have to throw us up there. Naturally. And then Penrith, defending premiers, throw us up there, give us every chance. And <laughs> you can go top uh, four if you want. Uh, bulldogs. Yeah. Chuck the dogs in there. Do yeah, it. the Bulldogs. Yeah. Nah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sweet. I don't know. Maybe the Roosters. They got a, they had a few injuries this year, so I reckon... Get a few troops back on deck and yeah, have right. a strong side. Actually, they're losing a few too, so. Mate, it's anyone's game. Oh, anyone's isn't it, Jess? Well, I have a question. This is our last episode of the year for Chicks and Balls, right? You've been a regular contributor and you've seen us do some interviews in your house even. Has there been any point of, of the Chicks and being within the orbit of Chicks and Balls that you have personally enjoyed? Or any well wishes you would give to us for the future of our podcast? <laughs> You're just like fishing for a compliment? Yes. Basically? Or like telling us if you hate us or, yeah, whatever. you know, whatever you want yeah, to say. Any, any constructive feedback. Constructive feedback. Or, you know, a, a memorable moment even? No, I just like, you know, you guys have a passion for sport. And, oh. um, you know, usually, usually, <laughs> you're the best us. of friends. I'm sure, Keely and Marley, you've come together as sisters and, you know, you've really just taken Georgia under your wing. Oh, thanks, you know, man. You're like three peas in a pod. And, this is, um, a, this is a pep talk. Well, I know Georgia's had a, you know, she's been in lockdown all year, but to have you girls there with her, oh, it's just beautiful to see you girls come out of the <laughs> Give it a rest, I man. just want to make it chicks so and, clear that I, balls, like, this is like, not how taking the piss. Yeah. Chicks and balls, like, look what you girls are. You know, yeah, you why are you talking like with this? nothing and, and look where you're getting started to. Started with oh, nothing. Thank wow. You. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Last one. We have a special guest. We have a guest, Nico Hines. <laughs> oh, piss him off. <laughs> yep, say hi. Hey. You're hi. kidding. Hi. What's going on, mate? Actually, we can ask you both. Oh, living it up in Cronulla. Get the three finner out, mate. You suck. <laughs> oh, that is. Any any danger of some focus for a few seconds? Oh. New Year's resolution. Go. New Year's resolution. Is this recording? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harry. What? Someone's got to answer. What's your New Year's resolution? It's so long away. Like, it's I like a really month away. I don't make New Year's resolutions because I never stick to them. You know, like whenever I make. <laughs> hey, a goal, that's I so fair. I did the same. It. I want to achieve my goal that I um that I set. So. Well, then, what's a goal for next year? Okay, Nico's got one. Nico, what's your New Year's resolution? Resolution would be buy an investment property in New Year. Stop being a shit bloke. I want to do. 
and to buy Harry a ring for his uh, new missus. <laughs> 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 he, he knew that. Can I just give context? He knew that Harry was coming on. So uh, I think that's planned. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Give us a New Year's resolution or a goal for the new year. I know you're a goal oriented person, so there has to be one. Yeah, but I keep them to myself. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Oh, we live. We appreciate your time. Get him off. (laughs) And we're going to shoo you upstairs. Thanks for letting me on the uh, final podcast of the year, girls. Uh, I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing and God bless. Thank you for your continuous support. We love you. Well, thank you very much, Harry Grant, for that somewhat chaotic but nonetheless on brand for Chicks and Balls little conversation um, as, yeah, this in our last episode. He just goes from, like, the most chaotic, high energy, like, puts voices on, like, talks so much shit in the house, like, 30 seconds, and then he gets on mic and he's like, yeah, so, um, no, off-season was pretty good. Yeah, I'm like, why are you talking like that? Chook pen. Chook yeah. Give us some energy, mate. <laughs> Give us something. Well, while we are, you know, wrapping things up, we also wanted to reflect on some of our favourite bits of the year. Um, we're also, I just want to tell everyone, while we will be taking a break over the summer, we are working on doing some, a couple of best bits episodes where we'll be collating, you know, we had so many gems come from our guests that we had on and a real eclectic mix of guests this whole year, which we feel so lucky about. Um, So we're putting them together under a couple of different themes that you guys can go back and listen to either throughout the summer or I think like going back and listening to some of the stuff now, this will be stuff that is timeless and that you can keep going back to and um, either be inspired by or laugh at or, um, yeah, get a bit of knowledge from. So you can expect that. And we're also working on one final halftime huddle. Um, You would have remembered from last week's episode, we had a bit of a drama with our guests who didn't end up making it, but um, (laughs) hopefully we can get that too. But before we, you know, get to the end of this episode, girls, I want to ask... Some questions of us all. First of all... No, I think it's fair that I ask this question. Go on then. Seeing as I am Feedback Feels With Kills. Go on. Who were our fave feedback givers throughout our first year of Chicks and Balls? One of the best, one of the most consistent, absolutely, Gabrielle Crotty. Yeah, 100%. Miss Crotty, she... I don't know, did I ever tell you guys that she sent me a video um, from a uni assignment she did where she had to record and she actually listened to herself back and realised that she felt like she was sounding like me? <laughs> no, but that's fine. So we have like a fully penetrated her everyday life. Yeah, and good. Love and that. Ellie? Ellie, legend. Yeah. Always, always sending great stuff. Um, Ash of Ash's Fitness. Oh, yeah. Always puts us in her gratefuls. Tegan sent us that beautiful painting earlier on the oh, year yes, with the she Bulldogs. Did. Oh, yeah, that was And awesome. a full letter and everything. Oh, my God, she's amazing. Um, God, there's actually quite a few that, you know, you want to make sure you, you're you on top of. Um, Come on, Kills. We know who you are. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. And he's going to be so happy with it. Yeah. But um, obviously Mitch Parker has yeah. been massive, massive in yeah. the feedback. Um if we, we ever get to the point where we do merch, yeah, he'll get something. Yeah. <laughs> but we are grateful. We are grateful. Yeah. Even though sometimes I just cop it, um, lots of yelling. Yeah. 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 But he's passionate. Yeah, so I, it's know, all right. I appreciate that. Play on. Goody and Abby Pap. 
Goody and Abby Pap. Yeah. Okay, Nick Good. Oh, sorry. I didn't even know his real name. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. The best. Gosh, there's some good ones. Yeah. G? Oh, Trace Moore. Yeah, we love We have to give Trace one. Come on. No, I I, like it's better that you did it than I did. (laughs) We love Trace's feedback. Um, Shannon, legend. Really, honestly, so looking forward to videos of her sculling beers at the Boxing Day test. And honestly, if we don't get them, I'll be so disappointed. Yeah. But I feel like she's like our party hype girl. Like yes. at the beginning of the year when we were always hung and stuff, she was like, yeah, it's queens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And my friend AJ, who was my hype guy for stage diving. Oh, yeah. Which I will need to bring back for yeah. over the Silly Season. Yeah, all day, AJ. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we'll have to do um, a highlight series of the Silly Season featuring Keely doing... Yes. Stage dives. Absolutely. Yes. Can I just say, you know, that's that's a pretty long list for a first year and grateful. Also, like we're not massive, right? But I love that we are we have built this community that really cares about what we're doing and is invested and like listens so loyally. So massive thank you yeah, it's to awesome. everyone there. You guys are a bunch of legends. Do any of you guys have a favorite interview from the year? This is such a hard question because oh. I liked, I liked, I loved every interview for different reasons. Yeah, so it couple. depends what, what you know, what you're basing the favourite one on. Because if, if I'm, you know, if I want to be inspired, it's going to be one in particular I'm thinking of. Are we it's all thinking the same one? Ruby Stewart. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. If I'm thinking what's going to be funny, I'm thinking hectic cheese in going to a festival. Like that one yeah. was chaotic but hilarious. Like, you know, like this, and which ones, you know, was really special and, and important than you think. Nico, like yeah. there's just so many different ones Rowan that I'm Crothers. like. Rowan Crothers. Oh, massive king. highlight. The, the best, me, like, like yeah. the absolute best. And, I, and just, I just feel like we say it all the time, especially in those episodes, but just like so lucky. A lot of them are so our friends lucky. and like we're equally grateful to those yeah, boys for taking the time and like yeah. putting themselves out there. But for the athletes that like we didn't know and yeah. could have very easily said no and never had to look us in the eye again. Yeah. Like just so grateful for their time. And they had like authenticity and honesty, like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. and that's some really nice feedback we got as well. Like, but you can tell we, we've we built this personal connection. I think that's really cool. Um, I'm just going to put it out there though. I'm not going to have a, a, a favourite that I've, I've said. I loved all of them for different reasons and I could go through all of them, but um, I'm not going to. My number one is going to be Willie Mason next week. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> then that's it. That's it. It's done. Yeah. That's a highlight of Achilles' life. Yeah. So, that, yeah. So, that's pretty sorry good. about it. Uh, what would you guys say were some of the tough bits? I can tell you what mine was. Go on then. All the tech difficulties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so All many technical the tech difficulties. <laughs> Even today we had one for a second, a hot minute. Yeah. Just like, mm. I don't know if technology has I don't us. ever want to go back and listen to those first episodes where I'm no. like yeah. all crackly and like dropping in and like just chaos. But look how far we've come in a studio. Um, toughest bits, toughest bits. Probably just that. Yeah. I don't know. Every, people have asked us before. Everything else has been somewhat pretty cruisy. Yeah. I think like while it's cruisy and while we love, well, I won't speak for you guys, but while I love doing it, like some of the I things also that we've love doing it. spoken about, like aren't easy yeah. to address, you know, like there's been some really awful things that have happened in sport or in the world this year and like trying to approach those things like while I love to do it and they're really important conversations to have they're definitely things that like when you do read so much into it and like spend time yeah you know digesting it and forming opinions and so forth that's always rough so hopefully 
like there's always going to be scandal and whatnot in sport yeah. but hopefully we're moving forward in terms of like equality and yeah. sexual yeah. equality and mm. all those things so on the plus side i am not one for controversy if it's not clear enough after this year like i will you know i'm pretty happy to be a fence sitter sometimes and but this although there were hard conversations i also feel like having to talk about them i would normally have done that mm. so then like me personally i'm like i'm glad you push yourself Ralph. definitely bit. makes you think and like yeah, i definitely read, I would like learned do. a lot more about yeah. some things you know you 100%. read in a headline or two or see it being shared around insta but like when you actually actually taking the time to learn about some of yeah, those 100 percent. yeah and finally what are your hopes for chicks and balls 2022 uh, i'd like us to be able to get in real life space with people yeah that would be awesome to do more like actual face-to-face stuff um i also would like us to um do a bit of merch yeah i was thinking about the other day and i was like about that a lot we have spoken about it but we kind of didn't speak about it for a long time and i'm like we should do that because it'd be fun even if we just have wear the merch if no one wants to buy it that's okay i just want to have like i get t-shirts matching things yeah no hats yeah hats we definitely need hats yeah right g Um, more i think i'm just looking forward to like a a wider variety of guests and like I said we've learned well I've learned so much this year so I think it's exciting to like keep learning hopefully talk to some different people hopefully branch out of our rugby league bubble (laughs) a little bit further um but yeah I think it's exciting and see what happens hopefully lots of fun things to come yeah baby yeah let's go you the real MVP Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done. And I'm going to kick us off because this guy is going to be hearing this before any of you guys do. Blake, our producer, you could be our MVP every week, mostly because you actually make us sound really professional and like we know what we're doing. And because you're an absolute queen. And you also... Killed it on the dance floor on Friday. <laughs> well, dance floor boat floor um, on Friday. Uh, um, and like he hadn't been on a boat party before. Yes, never been on a boat party. Yeah. Just was on fire in every way. Um, had had a bit of a moment. Came back, back to life. Yeah. Um, just Proud. wanted you honestly made my day, made my You're the best. week. It we was love beautiful you. in every way. So massive thank you to Blake. You are a legend. You're an MVP always. Yeah, good one. Georgia Moore. Um, my MVP, and I have two, but one, both basketball, no, sorry, not both basketball related. The first one is, I don't know if anyone else saw it, but there was a baby announcement at the Orlando Magic NBA game last week. They kiss cam came onto this couple and he like grabs his partner and kisses her and it's all really cute. And then she's like, look at the screen. And it's like, you're going to be a dad. And I thought it was, and he was just like so chuffed and it was the cutest thing ever. So that was MVP behavior. And then also an 89 year old veteran played in the alumni Kansas university NFL game and he scored a touchdown and everyone was like faking blocks and stuff and it was just the cutest thing ever and I loved it. That's amazing. They're my MVPs. Stunning. Two wholesome ones. Yeah, good ones. Uh, My last MVP of the year. Wowee. Wowee. It's my touch footy coach, Pete Forrester. He's a legend. He is a legend. He's an absolute legend. He knows what he's doing, um, that's for sure. He... um, has this, like I said, he has this beautiful holiday house down the coast and he houses all 
I think there was 18 of us on the weekend um, of our touch team. We have a little bit of a camp before we go away. Um, all of us were either on our way or already there when the tournament was cancelled. Um, and straight away he was into organisation mode. That's what happens when you're 2IC and a big company. Um, and he was like, I've already bought the food. Um, let's still get together. You know what? Let's just have a big party tonight. So MVP behaviour. I'm just going to say it. We all got really blind. Nice. All of us, manager included, assistant coaches, coach, captain, everyone, Groms, all the, all of it, all of the above. Um, super drunk up until like 3 a.m. He passed out. Good times. But, yeah, just a massive shout-out to him, MVP behaviour, for um, looking after us despite of all of us being super sad. Beautiful. Yeah. Now we come to our final segment of the show and final segment of the year. God, this actually feels like emotional. I know. Our ones to watch. Where we recommend what sport, event or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. Georgia Moore, kick us off. For the last time. (laughs) We've touched on this one before, but it only actually came out last week and that is King Richard the movie about Serena and Venus's dad. Ah, amazing. Leading into the summer of tennis, yes. Aussie Open. Yeah. Actually, maybe that's also one to watch. Go to the Aussie Open over the, <laughs> the, the Ashes as well. Oh. The Ashes as well. Um, but yeah, King Richard is finally out. So you don't have to go and watch the trailer. You can go and watch the whole movie. Phenomenal. Recommend. Amazing. Keely Silver? Yes. What's your one to watch? My one to watch. My one to watch is a very exciting one. I was stoked that it came out last week. Um, if you've got KO, Get on to it ASAP. If you don't, get KO. I know what you're going to say. It's the Tom Brady documentary series, Man in the Arena. Um, Tells the story of each of Tom Brady's Super Bowl appearances. Uh, It's a 10-part docuseries. Isn't that – sorry. Isn't that crazy that it's that many parts and it's about all the – like there's that many appearances. If you do not believe that man is the goat of that sport, then you are an idiot. Please tell me me you saw the Brady Gronk Q&A thing the Bucks did last week no gotta go and watch that too it's on the instagram it's so good okay i love them love them so love much. them um but yeah get amongst it so the first two episodes came out last week and then it's every tuesday night the next episode will come out so you won't be left behind but get onto it watch it he's the goat so good beauty yeah well my one to watch is a one to listen um we've spoken about him before on the podcast friend of the show even though he doesn't know it chilling it the rapper <laughs> he has just had his family ties album come out in its entirety few couple of bangers on there like we said we're in one of the music videos but this is not a sponsored ad this is just i love this um it's a new track he's released uh, with another Aussie rapper called Lissy that actually opened for him when we saw yes. him down at Melbourne. Yes, yes, yes. And it's a track that has so many footy and sporting references in it. I have to read you he's some of so the He's so good, man. Here are some of the lines. Like, sorry, what's the track called? Uh, I believe it is Run Up the Ball. Cool. Run Up the Ball. Here are some of the lines. Addo Fox to Carter, as in Dan Carter, can't catch your front rower chopped in half. He's Scott Sattler. Men be immortal. I'm like Clive Churchill. Amazing. He's so good, man. I'm not going to read that one. It's a bit explicit. Can I have a look? Um, spend nights, but nights spelt with a K, in the, bre- in the brand new castle because I sidestep feels like Ponga. <laughs> Amazing. Um, only player out of Brisbane City that's making noise in the game and I'm feeling like Payne Haas. 
good. If it kicks off, one thing certain, they call me Jonathan from the way I'll be first in instead of Thurston. <laughs> like killer. What? Like so, I love this. What's so that? clever. So clever. I want to read the explicit one. Anyway, I just love that kind of stuff. Um, you don't know nowhere else in the world are we going to get references to rugby league in a like a rap song. So yeah, I'm all about it. Nah, chilling that he's a good man. He knows what he's doing. He does, hundred yeah. percent. And he's a doggy supporter, so we love him. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. End yeah. of the show. Um, you, as I said, you will be hearing from us little bits and pieces over our little break, and we will be back in the new year. If you see anything that you know is worth sharing, send it to our DMs. Um, yeah. Even if you've got a question or something you want to talk about, we're always there. Feedback, things you want to see next year. Yeah. Um, we've got heaps more video content than I thought first thought we had because I figured out a way to share the video content that we actually capture every week on the thing that we use. I'm just <laughs> dumb and didn't do it. So that will be released as well. Um, we love you guys. We are so grateful for what you've given us in 2021. And here's to a bigger and better 22. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy. really, really drunk New Year. Yeah. Um, stay safe and uh, we'll catch you in 2022. God, that's weird. Catch ya. Huh? Bye. Drink responsibly. See ya. See ya.